What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 241. On this episode, I'm joined by Soko. Talk about the Patreon, merch shop, beats, TV shows, wrestling, black television, code switching, internet friends, three update, playlist, and top five music artists to watch. Uh, Thanks for checking us out. podcast with Mo. What up? Uh, first thing I got to get to before I make a call is, uh, sorry, my dog fucking just started going crazy on the toy. Uh, first thing I need to get to before I call our guest this week um, is our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash podcast of Mo. Go there, give a dollar or more a month and get early access to the podcast. Uh, Normally a few days early this week, not that much early trying to squeeze it. I'm recording three podcasts all on one day and then trying to mix them. Oh, man, that's tough. But I'm trying to not put any work in on Valentine's Day if possible. So we'll see. Um, All right. Uh, You can have a mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall, Darman, Shabar and powwow. Be a co-producer if you're at that tier gets shouted out every week. Um, be the whole reason this shit happens. Uh, we appreciate them. And then also we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast with Mo. Go there if you would like um, a cool a podcast with Mo shirt. You know, it's pretty fucking niche. So check it out. Um, all right. This week, calling the homie uh, Southern Comfort, SoCo, if you will. Uh, he calls in every two or three months. We uh, discuss some music artists. We'll see what else we talk about. I don't like to have my third podcast today. Um, we'll see what I can talk about. <laughs> we'll see what, what comes up. But anyway, let's let's give him a call. Uh, how goes it, man? Oh, it's going good, man. Just chilling, living life, enjoying uh, 2021 for what it's been so far. Uh, yeah, no, it hasn't been the worst so far. You know, I'm sure some people would argue that. But for me, it's whatever. Yeah, and that, that's how I look at it. I'm like, you know what? In my my bubble of life, even 2020 wasn't that bad in my own bubble. You know, outside of my bubble, it was a little nuts. But you know, in my bubble, my hope, you know, my house, my job, what I had going on, I can't complain a whole lot. So I don't. I would say beat selling wise, I started off the year. I like sold my first beat like the first week of the year, just out of nowhere, randomly, and was like, oh, it's gonna be a great year, and haven't sold shit since. So. I think I got a little, a little <laughs> false confidence at a first. Cocky. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "This would be my year, motherfuckers." Okay. Woke up, <laughs> look, you woke up and wrote that hot verse, and I was like, hey, "I'll show you." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you take what you can get, I guess. Uh, but I, I, I got to figure out that whole aspect of of what I do. You know, I'm like, I got to figure out how to push this a little better. But I don't. I just hate being that person. You know, the pushing honestly (laughs) my view on it and even though i don't make beats i don't sell beats to me referrals are the best thing when you're a beat maker and your referral it won't necessarily be somebody saying hey go buy a beat you know from a to the mo makes beats it'll be them doing songs with it and you already got you know multiple projects in the works i think as those projects come out even if it's just you know, one or two extra beats that you might not have sold. I think as people hear other people making music on your beats, it'll it'll sell them. 
That'll right. be like an advertisement. Yeah, because I do, you know, again, I hate being uh, like this, but uh, I do have those moments where I'm like, my shit just kind of sounds a little different. You know, I have my own sound, kind of, not always, but a little bit. And so I do think it's going to take some people uh, making some shit on it for people to be like, oh, I get it. Um, because I do think some, t- some beats I have uh, can be probably hard for certain people to do. Oh, yeah. I'm sure people hear them. They're like, oh, yeah, I'd have no idea how to ride that beat. And then they hear somebody else do it and they're like, damn it. I, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I can get on there and do something to that. And some we're working on, uh, you're working on an EP with my beats. And I will say, I've only heard two of the songs so far, but I do kind of feel like, and again, not to be too pretentious, that's just where I'm going to be at today, I guess. Uh, I almost feel like it is kind of creating a new thing. You know, I, I've gone back and listened to some of your older stuff and you always have a little bit of a twanginess to some stuff, but this kind of leans into it. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's really working well. So we'll see what happens. I think I'll say for my part, you got the type of beats that lean into any artist that wants to do something different. And like by different, I don't mean like, you know, saying different words than other people or doing the same thing as somebody else, but slightly different, but just like be totally different. Like your beats allow for a lot more creativity than like a, I would say a classic, you know, I I know people call them boom bat beats or, you know, a, a classic right now beat they kind of force you to stay in a certain sound i think your beats allow for you know just a little more fluctuation and uh, i'm all about that you know doing something different right and I, I would say the ones i i gave you are all not all but a lot of them have kind of like that what i would call folk cop at least that's what i label them because it's like a little bit of folk music in there but it's still got some hip-hop drums um i don't know it's kind of different and uh I like what's happening. So we'll see how that eventually happens. Yeah. Uh, how many songs are you? I'm digging it. I mean, uh, I'm going to use all of them. So I want to say it was six or seven beats. Should've I want to say seven because I want to say I got six hooks. And then there was one beat where I couldn't come up with a hook. So I, I pretty much decided that was going to be the intro. And I'll just be just straight rapping on that one. Um, so however many it is, it's one with no hook, but I got hooks for all the others. And, you know, once I once I know the hook, I know what I'm, you know, pretty much what I'm going to be talking about. So it'll just be about just writing the verses, laying it down and then getting that uh, ever elusive mix mixed. Right. You know, good enough. <laughs> the, the mixing is always a thing um, for sure. And now a lot of times it's something I've leaned into lately is uh, just my voice will just sound better on certain beats, you know, like. <sighs> I just can't always force me to be on any beat. You know, sometimes my voice isn't going to sound good because we clash frequency wise, you know, and that's just something I would never have thought about before. Um, but like, I always right. know if there's not a lot of high end in a beat, I'm going to sound good on it. Cause my voice is a little higher end than others. Um, anyway, little things you learn. Um, another person I'm at the moment, I'm putting together a beat pack for uh Sir nasty. I'm going to try to give him a little more than others. Cause I know that, uh, he seems to do longer projects and, you know, I'll give him a little, so a few more choices as well. And, um, I was going back this last few days, um, a long time ago, I went through all my beats in my beat store, like, I don't know, probably like six months ago. And I took a bunch of them out and then I marked down which ones I removed. So I went back through all of those and, um, I've been redoing them, you know, cause I've learned quite a bit in the last two years. And, uh, so a lot of these, you know, I, I did make at the beginning of the hundred beat challenge. So if you remember back when I used to talk about that on this podcast, um, so this is f- beats from yeah, then. Wasn't it like a, it was almost a, 
was it a beat a day that you did for like a hundred days or something like that? I, it was just a goal to do a hundred beats. Uh, I didn't really put a time frame on it. I'm okay, sure that that year. Yeah, I think I finished it way quicker than a hundred days, honestly. Um, but I could be wrong. Um, but I didn't kind of just use those beats for projects. I mean, Internet Friends one. Uh, all those beats were made through that. You know, there was just different stuff. So um, I've been going through some of those beats and I didn't know music theory then, you know, I didn't really quite understand putting things in, in a key or in a scale. I don't even see, I don't even still don't know the terminology. I understand it when I'm doing it, but I don't quite get the terminology. Yeah. Um, at least you know, you know what it means at least. <laughs> right. And I also used to just put all my 808s. Um, they just were on C, A, and E because it spelled A, the A, C, E. And now, cause I didn't know, I didn't know any music theory. So I'm going back and like most things I made were in C major or A minor, which is when you play all the white keys. Um, but some things are kind of off or I had notes in there that didn't really fit. So I've been adjusting all that stuff. And then another thing, um, I've just been choosing better sounds. So I know that's would sound weird to a non-producer, but I used to have this program, uh, nexus 2 which a lot of people use um, and it's f- fine but i just replaced that with like these other vs virtual instruments i have that just sound richer and fuller and just immediately doing that you're like oh my god this beat sounds so much better you know it's just changing one thing and then i'm like oh here's all my new kicks no, i like and yes it's uh very cool very that's cool. no different than uh no different than when you you know you you write verses or you drop verses and then you, you know, you may get a little better. You may hear a beat where you're like, Oh, that verse might go a lot better in this one. I can say it this way or change this right here and, you know, do a different tone. I feel like it's the same thing with beats. Like you got them. Why not rework them? Right. Well, and really what it is, is, um, Again, like I've said, I kind of have like my sound or whatever. So it's like a skeleton projects I put together a couple of years ago. Wasn't that good yet. And then I didn't know what would sound. It's like, I love this one Rhodes piano VST. So like, I'll just replace a shitty VST, you know, or shitty piano with this, this better one. And automatically like, Oh, it sounds just good. So it's real simple stuff, but it's uh, led to me. Uh, I've probably like got 12 beats out of it over the last few days of like, Hey, these are pretty good. I might re upload these or give them to people or, you know, whatever. I, you know, it wasn't too much work for me. Um, but very fun stuff. So eventually I think through some of those, cause I have some that are kind of, I could hear Sir Nasty on, you know, and that's the other thing I always in my mind hear, uh, his more storytelling shit, but I understand he has mm-hmm. lots of variety. So we'll see what happens. There. Right. Um, uh, you never know, man. You never know till you put it out there and do it. Right. Another dude that I'm adding to my list, uh, to make EP for or a beat pack for is, um, the homie, I call him Zachary Jones because that's his name on Twitter, and that was his producer name. But I think he now goes by Sunshine is his artist name. Um, but he's the homie, and so he said he won one because I made a tweet of like who wants a a beat pack, and he's the only one that really responded. Yeah, I don't think anybody was. I don't think anybody was biting the very first time you did it. Would, did he bite the first time you did it, or did he do it the second time around? Uh, I think the first time I was just like I've been doing it, and it's cool. But yeah, whenever I finally was like. For round two, I just meant like, uh, I mean, he didn't mention it back like when I made them for you and Brad and all the other guys. Um, but yeah, he's the only one that said something on this one. Uh, someone else, uh, Umte, I really like her. And, uh, you know, I'd probably make her a beat oh, pack. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. So, and she shouts me out, you know, on uh, Twitter as being a good producer. So that goes a long way. And she's got her style. 
I, I think her style will work on your beats too, because it's kind of a, it's a different kind of style too. Right. Almost a, not not in a not in a bad way, but almost like a simplistic kind of flow. Right. Well, it's very bouncy. It's a little melodic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually currently trying to write a verse to a song with that I'm making with her, and I like it a lot. So, like, it always puts a lot of pressure when you already like the song without you on it, <laughs> and that keeps happening too often. Oh yeah, I know how that goes. Um. All right, man. I didn't have a whole lot to talk about. Do you have anything you need to bring up that's been on your mind since? Uh, I mean, you listen to all these. I don't know if you have any thoughts. None I can think of. It, it's crazy because, like, as, sometimes I listen to the podcast with you and Snappy, or even like you and Skinny, and I'll be like, "Oh man, I I, I want to expand on that when me and him talk." Or, you know, it, it's almost like, man, if the podcast was live, I could just type a comment in real quick because <laughs> I, I want to say something. But then by the time me and you talk, man, I I forgot most of it. But it, it's cool. It, nothing big. Um, I know movie and TV wise, I don't think me and you ever too much talk. A movie or TV. So I got a couple, you know, a couple things I've watched, and I'm pretty sure you've got some things you've gotten into New Year. So we might have some new stuff that we're getting into or looking forward to. Right. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about some TV shows before. Uh, what are like your recommendations lately? Um, TV wise, myself, I hadn't been doing much as far as like sitcoms or anything. I, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So I listen to wrestling podcasts, and I'll usually, whatever they're talking about, I'll go back and just watch it as they're talking about it and that's kind of my at least my routine like my work routine right. you know when i'm when i'm at work and you know i'm in front of a computer so i can just kind of turn that on i can listen to a podcast i can have a little music i can have a show running um once i come inside um and you know it, by that time it's me and the wife time or you know i might have time to watch a little something but i've gotten back into my uh cw shows um, I'm I'm a big fan. I know you don't like them as much, but I like I like Arrow and Flash and stuff like that. So a lot of those I watched, you know, a couple years back, and I've watched all of them. So I've kind of restarted a few of them. You know, I watch a couple episodes a day of each one, just kind of re-catching right. up. Um, but that's kind of mostly what I've been on TV yeah. wise. How about always uh, movie wise, all the CW shows like that. And I liked Smallville, which is like, uh, you know, the original. Uh, quote unquote CW show, even though it was on WB. That is the OG. Uh, so one. I just I watched the first season of Arrow and the first season of Flash, and those were good. But I just always thought they got they would just get worse to a point where I was out. You know, and my dog. It's like snowing. It's, it's like snowing. Sometimes. Like it's my wife didn't make it through the whole thing. Of it's Arrow. all snowing and icy and stuff here in uh, where I'm at, and so it's made my dog go fucking crazy, barking and shit all the time. So you might hear her <laughs> acting crazy. Oh no, it's all good. I heard her. You yeah, not me right? Um, yeah, you mentioned wrestling. I've yep. I don't uh, you know love wrestling. I, I loved it as a kid. You know, I, I enjoyed the WCW versus WWF days. Whenever you would start on one channel and have to flip to the other and all that. Uh, but I right. think and you know because I think about it a lot because I have some friends on Twitter that y'all all seem to like the wrestling. I just. Uh, I'm all for the storylines and and I get that's the whole thing. It's the literally the wrestling part I just don't care about. But like I get the argument that it's like, hey, it's entertainment like any other TV show. It's a soap opera. It's a weekly storyline you keep up with and you get invested in that like any other TV show. But then when it's like, okay, well, what's the plot? And it's like, oh yeah, they wrestle. Like they get in a ring 
and they do these fake fights. Like that's just like, and for whatever reason, me now, and again, maybe if I had like a son or something and we like, we watched it and got into it, maybe I could like trick myself again. Um, but as a kid, it all made sense because I thought it was real, which again, even if you thought it was real looking at it, it's so fucking stupid that they would like agree to all these rules and shit. But anyway, uh, I just I hate that I can't get into it now because I did enjoy it. You know, and I can watch all the old ones of like Stone Cold Steve Austin telling someone to shut the fuck up or whatever. You know, like that shit's hilarious um, as could be like his little skits. But then once the wrestling happens, you're like, oh, yeah, the, it's wrestling. For some reason, I just can't get over it. And I'm I'm the complete opposite. Like I I could do without the stories. Like I enjoy the actual matches. Like I enjoy the you know the choreographed fights. You know for what it is. Like it's, for the same reason I like action movies. Like fight scenes. Like as fake as some fight scenes look. Like I just enjoy them. And like I I treat wrestling the same. Way. Like I just enjoy a really good fight scene. You know where they they're kind of telling the story, but with the fight. You know the the storylines kind of lose me more than the actual in-ring action does so i'm, I'm kind of the polar right. i mean i think if people are bad it is bad um but again i grew up and i'm referring to the glory days of like stone cold steve austin was the best like his little segments were were better than any match yeah. you were going to watch that night and the rock even though eventually yeah, i think in the beginning the rock was kind of corny but that's fine but eventually he got to be really good mankind had a whole story thing that like was touching and shit like there was just so much back in the day you know <laughs> and now i like look at it and it's like oh this guy he's mad at this other person because they're dating the same girl or something i don't know we had like kane he came from hell yeah it doesn't draw you in anyway. the same way <laughs> <laughs> yeah they they definitely they they put a lot more into the story stuff back when we were younger and like you said now it's just not as you, you can't buy the story as much. The and I black that. dude that didn't have pupils. He had the cool contacts. I remember he scared the shit out of me as a kid. Uh, I can't remember his name at the moment. But um, that was uh, yeah. I knew someone to be <laughs> big. Yep, visceral. I remember him. Yeah, his, yeah, his eyes were scared. Yeah, that that was the day. Um, something that is super random, and I feel like it's half racist. I'm gonna bring it up with you because I'm gonna bring it up with you because you're black and it's about black shit. And so somewhere in its Let's way, it. uh, it is its own thing. But you know, I've lately realized I'm not as into quote unquote like black TV or black movies. But like growing up, and I, it's hard for me to express this to people um, who didn't know me, and even people that knew me, maybe not known. Like, I just was really into it. Like, I've mentioned on here like a million times, like I loved In Living Color and Martin and Living Single and just because all we had was Fox yep. growing up. And and that was like the black shows or whatever. And then I loved rap music and I was really into that. But like, even beyond that, like I remember loving like Pootie Tang and How High and like anything that was like a black show. Like I love the Wayans Brothers and Jamie Foxx show and just anything about the culture, I guess I just was really into. Right. And I had no shame in that. Like maybe shame a little bit because people were like going to call me a wigger or whatever. But like, I didn't really care. But like, I feel like now if I was like, listen, I want to watch all the black shows. People would be like, hey, why dude, get the fuck out of here. This isn't for you. When I'm really like, no, I just kind of am genuinely interested. Um, but I haven't watched or gotten into the, the quote unquote black culture of TV shows and movies. I would say in probably the last decade, because it does seem like it would be met with like, hey, that's not as cool. I don't even think it's the not as cool part. And I, I, I get what you mean. Cause it's, 
for one thing, shows back then, they're not made anything like they were back then, like the the quote unquote black sitcom. I don't I don't even think that exists anymore. Like, I can't think of a right. single like funny black sitcom. Like they they all came out back then and it was just like boom, boom, boom. Like every channel had right. three. And it, it was great. Cause like you could always find one and they were funny and they were good. But I think now when you look at them, like the some of the ones that are out now, like the ones I can think of off the top of my head, like Insecure, I think would be considered like a black right. show. And that's on HBO. But it's not it's not that kind of comedy. Like it's more like real life stuff. Or like a ATL. Uh, Atlanta. Or, no, yeah, Atlanta is like Atlanta. one of my favorite shows. So yeah. I, that I think they can that's con, that's considered like that's considered a black show. But it's not the same type of black show as Martin or Fresh Prince. You you see what I'm saying? It's it's more drama with comedy in it. Yeah, Atlanta's a great pull there because I remember watching the first episode of season two and uh Koopy couldn't even understand the whole first scene. Like the abonics were so heavy and I was cracking up and she yeah. was like, what did they like? What? <laughs> like, she's like, I don't even know what anyone said in that scene. And I was like, oh yeah. Um, cause it's like Robin season and you know, they all rob people anyway. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Atlanta, but yeah, I think you had a good point. I also mentioned that Koopy, I brought this up with her the other day. Uh, cause we were looking for Friday to watch cause it used to be on HBO max, but they took it off and now it's nowhere to watch for free and i was pissed because i was about to, I'm about to say, i don't think it's on anything now i know i was about to i was gonna find it koopy to watch it and then it was nowhere um and she goes well we can rent it for four dollars i was like fuck this shit i got all mad um but <laughs> i did tell her i was like maybe my problem is i hate tyler perry and so once tyler perry took over quote unquote black television and black movies i was like well never mind i guess i'm out on that because like i just that's something i've never been able to get into and see, I, I think that's a misconception. Like, you're right. He did take it over, but a lot of black people didn't like it either. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, like I, I don't, I think it's, it's a misconception that like everything he does is just loved by all. Like, it's really not. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Personally, I don't know anybody, and most people I know are black. <laughs> like, I don't know anybody that watched any of his sitcoms. Uh, his movies, yeah, he's got some good movies every, you know, here and there, every now and then, but it's just the, the style of comedy and like the more of the live audience laugh track stuff. Once that died out, it became all, you know, mostly serious shows that had funny moments. So right. it's like, you just, that feeling is just gone. Like it's those shows just don't exist like that anymore. Oh, and good, uh, black television news. Uh, the Chappelle shows back with Dave Chappelle's blessing and everything. On comedy. HBO, right? HBO. I, think I saw and- that when I was flipping through it. And Netflix, I believe. Yeah, he said, I guess Comedy Central paid him uh, back the money. They came to a deal. So now he'll quit giving people shit about it. And you can watch it guilt free, which is great because I was like on episode four. I think that's cool. Whenever that shit came out and I was like, God damn it. Now I'm going to feel bad about watching it. (laughs) So I quit. (laughs) This millionaire making me feel like. And see, like, I, I think even with stuff like Chappelle show, Key and Peele, like stuff like that, you know, that's that's what in living color morphed into, you know, if you know, if you want to call them, quote unquote, black shows like right. that's what it morphed into. Like, it's it, not the SNL style comedy, but kind of is, though. It is, but it ain't because he his stuff was kind of more edgy SNL type stuff where it was different skits. So I, I would say it was more like a black SNL type thing, just like in living color was. Right. So, I mean, I just think it all morphed into something different. So if you look at it, you probably still do watch a lot of black shows. You just don't consider them black shows because 
I think they're more accepted now. That's what the difference is. They're more accepted as everybody's show. Like, I, like I, I've never seen Snowfall, but on, almost everybody out here that talks about it is black. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's a black, would be considered a black show. Yeah. But I don't know because I've never seen it. I have also been recommended that show by a black person. So I would, uh, I would assume you're right. <laughs> and, and, and that's why I'm like, you know what? The, like a lot of these black shows, they're just, they're just good shows now. Like, it's not like, oh yeah, that's a good show. If you're a black person, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's right. like, no, that's just a good show. Well, so, I mean, I, I think guess, you still do. I think you still watch a lot of them. I, say, I guess I did kind of hit you and be like, Hey, you're black and like sci-fi watch Lovecraft country. <laughs> and I was like, I know this is going to be weird, <laughs> but I think you'll like it. No, and, and you know what? That's a good example. Like, but I think that's probably like the only black sci- like black sci-fi show I've ever seen. Yeah, and it was, and that was pretty good. It was like a like a black uh, Twilight Zone. Well, and honestly, long Twilight Zone uh, episode. Sometimes it's just uh, I know that's where like. And so like people like another thing that's like considered racist these days and I, I argue against it all the time. And again, I'm not trying to be a douchebag about it, but like I'm just like, oh, I don't know, guys. But people be like code switching, right? And it is a thing that like they would say black people would do. Like you would code switch so that you could speak more professionally around the man, you know, or whatever. Um, but I do it the other way, and I don't think it's in a bad way. I just know that like if Skinny's here or if I was talking to you on this, I could say certain things that you would get and find funny that like I couldn't say to white people that don't get certain jokes, you know, like, I don't know. And so like all the time I'll say something to skinny and he laughs and then Coop will be like, well, I don't even get what the hell y'all are talking about. And I was like, Oh yeah, we're referencing a song that came out eight years ago or something. I don't know. Um, and maybe that's not a race race related thing, but I think it's more, it's made into a race thing. But I think it's more to do with like, if you're into a certain, like certain cultural things, like I think to me, the, the, one part, like I, I agree that code switching exists. Uh, part I don't agree with is that it's all oh, black people switch to white. Like I, I think attributing being more professional to being white is like the the racist part of it. I agree. <laughs> to me, I like agree. talking more professional just in a professional setting. I think that's just being more professional. I don't think you're necessarily talking white. Like that's like oh all white people are professional. So you're saying all non-white people are right. not professional, right? Exactly. You know, like Perfect that. That's example. what it turns into to me. A perfect example is this podcast. Like me and Snappy are both white, um, and I have oh, you know an accent as well. But Snappy has a way crazier accent, you know. And if when I do oh, yeah, a, yeah. a a redneckish accent, everyone knows I'm still being a white person. They're not like, oh, you're not being white. Be professional. So it is weird for black people. All of a sudden, whenever it is, you know, they're speaking professional or intellectually or whatever it's like oh you want to be white and i and i think like again as an outsider i think that it's something that seems that like black people attack other black people for which i'm always like oh that's yeah, weird definitely uh <laughs> it's like yeah it's, it's a weird thing because i'm like yeah I, I talk way different on the phone with somebody for my job than i then i'm like just talking to you right now i mean you're just talking right now it's, it's more comfortable i don't have a set of rules that you know guide me through how i should talk or you know, I don't have to be a certain amount of softness or anything like that. But yeah, when I, when I get on the phone, I'm on the phone with a customer, like my octave changes. Right. But I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm switching. Oh no, I'm not being more white. I'm being more like I'm morphing into who I need to be for that job and to get that work done. Right. Uh, in my last job I had, uh, you know, before I had this podcast, I talked on the phone and, um, yeah, that would happen. Right. Like you go into professional voice talking mode. 
like i don't know you just you it switches you're a different person and i remember trading people and there was one girl that was black and she kept saying something costs 19 dollars and 95 cent and that's how she said it and i would be like listen you have to say 95 cents and she was like oh you're being racist (laughs) and i was like what i'm not being racist but like you just can't say 19 dollars and 95 cent and move on because someone else that is racist may say some shit and i'm trying to avoid that like i don't know and i always felt weird about it but i was like i would say that to anyone who didn't pronounce something correctly like i'd be like hey you got to read that shit just like they say that <laughs> like i understand it's just an s yeah, but that's, uh, that's how it is right um and again i've i trained people that were also very redneckish you know and they had crazy accents i'm like listen you got to clean that shit up people got to understand you um but oh man, we're we're all amateur actors in one way or another. This is very we're just not on the big screen. Um oh I guess I'll break the news to you here right now that on this Friday's no. music episode, I'm going to play Hey There. So everyone Oh sweet. Look out for that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I said it's it's my favorite song, it's not out yet, and I mean that. Yeah, um, so at the moment, for everyone to know, I'm working on Internet Friends 3. I have like 12 songs recorded. I got three or four more in the folder, uh, you know, trying to write verses for those. And then one more that I'm like, maybe I'll write a verse, maybe not. It's the one I mentioned a couple weeks ago. And then uh, a couple more people acting like they're still going to get something in. But, you know, time's a ticking, so we'll see. But I'm going to try my best. Man, it's the way I see it, it... You know, you get whatever you get in front of you. And, you know, of course, it's your thing. So you do whatever you're going to do. But, man, if you end up with 20 songs, it sounds to me like you got two different projects that now you can just put them together how you want and release one and release the other. Like, it's it's your thing. It's your baby. You know, you can make it multiple babies. You can make it one baby. You can make a small baby and then a baby deluxe. Like, that's the great thing about, you know, the way you're doing things is that you got something that's going to push stuff out and going to create. And right. you can just shape it however you want to once you get it all back. So that, that shit is cool. Let me ask you this real quick before I forget. Yeah. Uh, you did a tweet a couple weeks ago about possibly needing somebody for, a, I think you described it as a Drake ladies type verse or for the ladies type verse. I, I want to say something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I sent it to a couple people. You said you had a song that was still missing a verse. Okay. So did you find somebody? Uh, Yeah. We'll see. I have two people that, uh, so what I'm CJ Jones and it I'll be honest and I even told okay. him I was like I didn't Good hit choice. you up because I didn't think this was your style but he instantly like sent me back this video of him kind of freestyling some shit and a flow that sounded nothing like him that sounded awesome and I was like, like normal thing I was like yeah bro uh do that shit and he's like well I gotta write words for it and I was like all right man because uh, it actually needs a hook and a verse or really just a hook but I was gotcha. like if someone okay. wants to do a verse you know some shit like that um but yeah, we'll see if people do need more. You know, we, we can always, uh, or if someone's, we have one guy who no, said he's working on something like just a hook. And for that particular song, no, not for me. But if you end up, you know, where you still need a verse for it, um, you know, cool for the ladies type shit. I think that'd be a good fit for Nasty if you wanted to send it over and just let him hear if he could put something on it. If not, it's fine. But I remember when I looked at that tweet, I was like, I want, you know, I wonder if he's going to find somebody pretty quick. Cause I know it's, you usually get pretty quick responses when it comes to needing to finish a song. So I was like, Oh, he'll probably have that finished in no time. 
So I didn't really think about it, but I figured out actually since we own. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, I've been thinking I do need one that's kind of like longer with a bunch of features. Like, so like I said, this one already has a couple other people, but if he's cool with it, and I'm sure he is, you know, we can uh, figure something out for sure. Um, yes. But, oh man, I thought like I was going to say something else about internet friends, but it's not important. Not important now. Uh, oh, I was going to say, actually, when you were like, what am I going to do with it if I had 20 songs? Honestly, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm just going to release one giant project and it's because and this is stupid, but because everyone would argue against it. <laughs> That's like my only reason is that everything you look up now is like, hey, albums are dead. You got to release singles, a new single every week. And I'm not saying that's incorrect. I'm sure that is correct. I bet I would do a lot more. I'd be a lot more successful if I was releasing all these songs, you know, every once a month or whatever. Um but I just like something about the idea of uh, a collab album. It's like a, its own playlist, if you will, or um, I don't know, if everyone could just promote their song, like it was their single. Now I know not everyone will. It just seems like it would get everyone um, more plays. Uh, you know, I mean, I know y'all do great. A lot of people do. A lot of people are going to share it. You know, I get a lot of love and shit um on these album releases but i just i just like the idea of it so i'm probably going to try to just keep it all as one big collection but in the future i don't know if i'll do it you know i've argued with myself of maybe this will be the last one of the collab albums because there are things that are stressful you know like i mentioned like i said on the episode with powwow and skinny uh but there's also part of that it's like the most fun thing for me to do so that's why i do it i mean i don't do it for really much other reason besides i think it's cool when uh someone does something on my beat and then i finish it and then we make something that we're like hey that's pretty fucking cool you know i I don't know i think that's fun yeah i agree and then at the end of the day all i say is it's your shit like if they want to be mad that you know something didn't come out when they wanted it to or didn't make it and they wanted to make it all right well just go make your own shit then and you can put it out tomorrow like that's how i feel about it like i i don't know right and like you're you're doing the work. <laughs> I'm really patient on on like putting a project together like this because a lot of people, I would say like half the people that are on it are like, hey, can we put this out as a single before it comes out? And I'm always like, no, or maybe we'll look, think about it. But I always know the answer is no. Um, but yeah. I get it. Everyone's excited. They all think it's cool. And like I said, when we have 12 songs. I would say 10 of them. I really like, you know, not to hate on the other two that are on my mind that I'm like, it's just, I don't know if it's my best verse and you know, it's cool and it's going to be on there, but like, there's a lot of them that I'm like, I love this shit. So I think that's good. I think the collection is going to be great. I mean, it, the term B side exists for a reason. Like everything can't be, you know, the favorite. Some stuff's got to be considered the filler or the B side. And that's not a bad thing. Sometimes fillers, you know, later on, they turn out to be some of the best stuff. Right. It just depends. Exactly. Um, all right, man. The only thing else I'm going to bring up is, uh, you know, I had a little five of uh, top five list of music artists. I don't know if you do as well. I guess I didn't really bring it up with you. I just figured you might. New year. So I'm, I might repeat some <laughs> <That's> <laughs> from last fine. year, but hey, it's, it's 2021 now, <laughs> you know, re- remix it a little bit. I mean, you go all underground people. So that that's fine. I mean, I always try to get oh, yeah, at least uh, three new, uh, not necessarily mainstream but like they're mainstream ish you know if they're not mainstream mm-hmm. um so i'll let you go ahead and go first 
Cool. Uh, one thing I mentioned too, because I'm kind of excited about it in in its own way, because it, it was my idea, and I like seeing my stuff come to life. Um, you know, Graver Entertainment. You know, we, we work together and we do these playlists. But it was my idea to do these versus playlists this year, where uh, you know, last year and the year before, we focused more on doing long playlists with a lot of artists. Um, you know, and of course having any playlist of ours is going to have Sir Nasty every other song, every two songs, because we're going to promote our shit like with everything we do. That's just how it is. Um, but with this versus stuff that I want to start doing and I want to keep it underground, it's usually, you know, a project of his or singles of his. And then we pick one other artist where it's, you know, back and forth every other song. So like we did a couple where it's you and Nasty. Uh, we did some songs with my songs and your songs. But it's just a cool concept that I dig it. I like riding around to them. So I think uh, everybody I mentioned, I know on this top five is going to be people who we've done versus playlists for that throughout the year, you know, we're going to put pretty much one artist a week. We focus on pushing, you know, their versus playlist, which usually consists of two, because it's going to be either like a SoCo versus somebody or a Sir Nasty versus somebody. That's that's how it's going to be. If, if Graveyard gets a third artist, then it'll be that third artist versus somebody. But it'll always be a Graveyard artist and then somebody else from the underground who, you know, we listen to their music. Um, and pretty much going to be only people we listen to in the last couple of years anyway. So it'll be the same names that we've always supported and always listened to, but uh, just focusing more on them for like a full week. And I just think that, that shit's going to turn out pretty cool, at least for me, because I came up with it. So I like it. Right. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I've enjoyed the listens on the playlist and I know some other people have as well. Like, uh, you know, people hit me up of like, Hey, I got all these plays. Do you know what it's from? And I'm like, are you on a graveyard playlist? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's probably what it's from. Like, I don't know. It's not that hard. Not to hate on anyone for y'all to check y'all's goddamn Spotify for artists, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, just open it up. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, the playlists are cool. Everyone uh, go check those out. Do y'all have like GYE and all the playlists? Like, is there an easy way for people to search for your playlist? Uh, yeah, the, all the ones we did, like I said, all the multi-artist ones we did where it's like 10 or more artists, those all will have Graveyard Entertainment in the actual titles, like Graveyard Entertainment, you know, uh, Sunday Motivation Music, you know, Monday, whatever, Tuesday, whatever. We did them by like the days of the week, basically. But they all got Graveyard Entertainment in them. So if you put that in in Twitter, not in Twitter, but in uh, Spotify, because that's where we make all our playlists, usually you'll pop up with all of ours. Um, and then for these verses, uh, all of them are GYE verses. And then it'll be, you know, whoever the two artists are um, that's on the other side of it. So if you put in GYE verses, uh, with, verses with a US at the end, then it'll usually pop up all of them. Well, hell yeah. Um, I always know that's hard, you know, to sometimes find fucking playlists so good luck out there people yeah it's tough yeah there's millions and billions of them literally all right so uh who's your first artist uh first off i'm gonna go with an artist by the name of k legend um i completely don't support him um or the fresh collective i guess uh i like d street i know (laughs) d street's the homie or whatever uh i just think they were over the top rude and disrespectful so I just won't support them. I've never listened to their song. I didn't even Not listen high. to the one you're talking about. Uh, yeah. So fuck them is how I feel about it. I would appreciate it if they hey, man. got no love. You got every right to feel that way. <laughs> um. All right. My number one is going to be 
I've been listening. This is the only person had on my list the last time we were going to do this, um, which is an artist by the name of Claremont the second. Okay. So I I guess I would recommend check him out. Uh, I would say he's probably mainstream. Like I'm sure he has like a whole bunch of like, you know, million listeners. I don't really know. Um, but his music is dope. I, I enjoy, uh, it's not old school, you know, like I think a lot of song, a lot of artists kind of sound old school. I think he has a very modern sound, but it's also uh, still cool. I don't know how it's hard to explain it. It's like somewhere in the middle. You know, it's not like this pop shit, um, but it's also not like some old boom bap shit. And his beats are absolutely ridiculous. Is he a producer, too? Or is he just I have no idea. Uh I just right. know, sure. yeah, I've, uh, I would say he's probably not, but then again, who isn't somewhat of a producer, you know, in these rap, rap games these days. Um, he has a song bent that is one that I guess I would recommend. Let's see. He has another one that I, he has two songs that stay on my playlist. That's how he made it to my list here, basically. And I think it's a fun name, you know, Claremont the second, something that you remember. Yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, Bent, I'm, I'm looking them up now. It's a and then it's definitely unique. Done. I think done is also cool. Oh, and Mad Selfish. I guess I have three songs that are on my normal playlist from Claremont the second. Oh, and he only has ninety thousand monthly listeners, which is of course a lot. But I said a million earlier, so I was totally <laughs> off. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, hey, look, he's got millions of streams. So out of those ninety thousand, they're playing it more than once, which that's all you can ask for. That's all I ever want. I'm like, look, man, just just play my shit a couple different times. <laughs> Don't just play it once and go. Just play it a couple. Hell yeah. All right. So who do you have as your number two artist? All right. Let's see. Numero two. My bad. I started looking up Claremont in a second. Let me get back to my <laughs> list here. You're good. Let's see. I want to go with one of these ladies. I'm almost positive I've named her before, but like I said, it's a new year and I'm still listening to her. So anytime artists you can listen to from one year to the next, they got to be doing something right. Uh, and it's going to be CLNY. Uh, she goes by Park Hill Matic 89, I think it is on Twitter. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, you you and her, y'all have done a song together that's not released yet, right? Um, We were working on one, but it kind of got lost in her move and everything. Uh, I think I end up recycling parts of the verse for other stuff. Maybe someday we will. Um, But yeah, she is the homie. Okay. At the moment, she's supposed to call in next week. But last time I said that, she ghosted me for a month and then apologized because, you know, some shit came up. And I totally get it. Um, I'm just I don't want to get people's hopes up. But uh, she is supposed right. to call no, in. That's, that's understandable. Soonish, because she does have a new. Yeah, she does. And I actually, uh, I got to hear it. She did like a private link thing. And that's another thing that, you know, not just me, but Graveyard this year we're trying to do is support, you know, uh, whatever artists got going besides just us listening to the music and playlisting it, trying to support it in other ways. Uh, we became patrons for you and Minx on Patreon, because that's, Two things y'all got going that we wanted to make sure we were being a part of since we do fuck with y'all like that. Um, she she did a thing where uh, if you cash after she sent a link, we could get an advanced listen to her album. I think it was like a private link on SoundCloud. So I got to check it out. And it was dope. Like, I, I already knew I was going to like it because I'm a fan of hers. But, you know, quality wise, she kept her same quality. I know she 
didn't have or doesn't have like a home studio at the moment. So she, you know, the moving thing kind of made it hard to record stuff, but she managed to put together what I think is a pretty dope album. Real, um, what people label like conscious rap. Right. Which is a lot of her stuff that she does is it's, she, she blends between conscious rap and for the ladies. So that's, that's pretty much like her main two lanes. And in the middle, you know, she'll have some serious stuff in there too. So, but I dig it. Um, and she, she definitely is a good choice for me and I'm looking forward to when it, you know, when her album hits all the streaming sites, I think right now it's just on Apple music, but it's pretty dope. Yeah. And her new album, I think it's called more American, I believe. And it's more as in like, uh, the black Europeans, M O O R, uh, that like no one ever talks about historically ever, you know, like I know nothing about, uh, that group of people. I'm, I'm aware they exist. Cause I'm, I care a little bit about historical stuff, but you know, um, yeah, it's something I'm, I, I thought it was cool. Whenever she first shared the title, I was like, Ooh, provocative, good title. You do watch your docs, man. You like a good doc. I do. Um, all right. My second one is, uh, and this one's weird because it's off of just one song. Uh, there is one song, but I play it a lot. And the name of this artist, uh, I'm going to say it's pronounced De Niro Far, Farrar, F- Farrar. Yeah, De Niro Ferrar. Actually, it's uh, spelled D-E-N-I-R-O and then F-A-R-R-A-R. Um, he has this song called Soul Food. And I think it has a feature that's just not listed because it sounds like there's two different people on the song. But I just fucking love this song. And I play it all the time. I've liked another song of his called Mind of a Gemini. So I guess, or maybe that's a whole album um, called Mind of a Gemini. But either way, uh, the Soul Food song is my shit actually i say it's called soul food that's the goddamn name of the album the name of the song is king uh that i play every day so and it's not even in his top five so i don't understand how that happened how the song i play every day is not in one of his top five most popular songs but i listen to it probably every day if i had to guess and that's very rare for me because i don't really listen to you would think i listen to music a lot but i actually don't listen to music all that much because i listen to so many podcasts yeah, podcasts are definitely, especially on a work day, I, I think they can kind of get you through it better because they kind of they streamline you with one topic for a couple hours. Like I, I love a long podcast too. Like I listen to like three hour podcasts and shit like that. And it's like, yeah, this this gets me through, especially if it's a good topic. I would love to convince you or anyone out there to please listen to every episode of Revisionist History because I just finished it and I just want to talk to someone about all the fucking. They're all so good, but I don't know anyone that's listened to them. So I just have to explain everything, you know, but anyway, I recommend it. I might need to put it on my list because I'm I'm starting to run into every podcast I follow. I'm starting to catch up to where I got to wait on the new one. And uh, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, just, I may need to go ahead and start that one. I like I like listening to every podcast I start from the beginning to. It's a weird thing with me. Like, I got to start something from the beginning. Like, I can't just start with you know, the newest one or the most popular one. I'm like, nah, I gotta, I gotta hear where it started. Depends what type of show it is for me, but some I have to start at the beginning, like revisionist history. You don't have to, but it makes sense too, because they're evergreen. You can listen to them all at any time, but if it's something that's like super current event based, I'm not listening to some old shit. Probably chances are, but all right. Um, so I got to recommend, uh, this De Niro for our guy, uh, off of one song, I have not much to say except it's kind of like um, some some hard street shit. And, you know, that's sometimes what I'm into, but not always. But for whatever reason, this one really gets me.
I am like I I couldn't listen to Heart Street shit all day, but I like having it in spurts, and that's why I like I I enjoy playlists because I I can throw everything I like into one if I want to, and just have that variety without it being just one certain genre, one certain sound all day long. Right. All right, man. Who do you got as your number three? All right. Next up, number three. I'm going to stick with the ladies. Uh, I'm going with, and she's another artist I follow on Twitter. Uh, goes by the name of Daz Monique. Um, she, the song, I want to say she sent you a song. That's probably why I heard her. It's probably through you, honestly. And through the podcast, uh, All I Do Is Hustle was the first song I ever heard of hers. Yeah. It's been on um, our and best of that. Yeah, that's been on the podcast, right? Okay, cool. So that's that's most likely why I heard it for the first time. Plug for the podcast. If you send music in there, a lot of times I'll hear it there. Big Ken will hear it there. Playboy might hear it there. And if we hear something we like, we bring it up. We all listen to it. If we all like it, it'll probably go on the playlist. Just just a nice bonus for you know sending your music in, which doesn't cost you anything. All you got to do is send it. It gets played. It gets heard. You playlist it. We might playlist it. Win, 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 win. So right. anybody listening, don't know what your reason is if you don't send things in, uh, but you need to be sending stuff in. The but, worst um, thing that know, could happen is, is I could say, I didn't love the mix on that, but I'm also an idiot. And then Snappy might be like, I didn't get it. That's about the worst like <laughs> critique you're going to get. And Skinny loves everything. So don't be scared. And the worst there. thing you'll ever worst thing you'll ever get from us is not saying anything at all if we don't like something we just don't say anything if we like it we share it we may say something about it we'll tag you in it and that's it we don't like it we're not gonna be like yeah that song sucked to ourselves we might but it doesn't really matter if we say it you know right i mean when the songs are playing to me no there are songs that when they're playing what the audience can't hear we're like oh man this that really fell off there i mean like sure you know but i'm not gonna like hate on you too hard uh, unless it's a special scenario there's special scenarios where it could happen but in general it doesn't um all right is are you on number three or am i on number three I feel like we're both. Are we both on number three? I feel like we're both on number three. Yeah, because you've done two, so you're on your number three. Yeah, I've already said my number three. All right. Um, my number three is an artist by the name of Amir Van, spell A M E E R, and then V A N N. Let me pull him up here so I can let everyone know what fucking songs I love. Um, yeah, he has like half a million listener so uh you know oh, he yeah. does pretty good he's known <laughs> and uh he does all right <laughs> i mean doing I, well for himself i have this playlist on spotify called my all-timers right and it's where i put songs that are my all-time favorite songs and so he's had this song called emmanuel emmanuel however you would want to say it um that has been on my eight of the favorites playlist since i got spotify going like a year and a half ago two years ago when i was like sorry really like listening all the time and um i eventually moved it to my all-timers because i was like you know what this song is amazing and what's really amazing about it besides the fact it's lyrical content is just right up my alley it's like a depressive just a depressing ass song you know and i enjoy that i enjoy some depressing shit um but the instrumental is just an 808 like it is 
literally the song is an 808 and this dude's voice and nothing else and i listen to it maybe once a week still because it just to remind me that like all the instruments don't matter um mm-hmm. it's like just the definition of it's all lyrics it's all like his emotion and his voice and like it's just great you know like, i don't know there's something about that song that as a producer i think it is humbling because you're like it doesn't matter what you do like if someone could come with it on some lyrics, that's what's really important. I don't know. Um, so just off that, I, I recommend I agree. Uh, that dude. Um, he has a bunch of other awesome songs as well that that come out that I love. Um, but that's the one I think I would recommend the most. Came out in 2019. So yeah, it's been out a, a couple years. That's something else I've noticed too when I go back and I'll just check out like, I don't know, I guess I had like a, a bias in my mind that I'm not gonna listen to anybody's music like before a certain time, but like I, I went back recently and listened to somebody's stuff from like 2017 or 2016 who I listen to now. And I'm like, oh, your shit was just as good back then. I don't know why. In my mind, I thought it was gonna be like so much worse. Right. I was like, well, there's no way it'll touch their 2020, you know, 2019 stuff. But then I listen, I'm like, oh no, that's actually still really good. So that's something I gotta kind of get over my own head of, you know, you can go back a couple years and. If they're good, they're probably still good. Right. I mean, I do think some people make leaps. You know, I think you could listen to my stuff at before a certain time and it's so much worse than after a certain time. But there is like a probably some marker where it's like it's not that much different from here to here. You know, kind of like uh, when I played that mom song uh, with my short lived rap group PWC. I didn't necessarily think I sounded great, <laughs> but I was like, I was OK. You know, like I mean, it was whatever. Yeah, I was still me. Like, yeah, yeah, he still tells me. Right, right. And it's like, so I mean, it, it yeah, some people you, li- you listen to older stuff and you're like, oh, I didn't even, that doesn't even sound like you anymore. Like, you sound like a totally different person. Right. And some of my early stuff is like that. Um, and most of it was just freestyles, but my voice is so not confident, you know, and it's like, it took a while until, even if I'm, you know, people can say I'm not good now or whatever, but at least I pretend I am when I'm recording it and it comes across or something. <laughs> Something like yeah, that. I, I don't think if, if anybody says anything about delivery, they may not like the content, but your delivery is, you know, on point. I don't I, I think anybody would say your delivery is all for not good. It's, it's just lying at that point. But, you know, every, everybody's not going to like all content. But delivery wise, you can usually tell when somebody's delivery is not good. And I've right. I've heard a lot of bad delivery. Right. I get <laughs> so, a lot of uh, like backhanded compliments of you know, they didn't like my verse the first time, but the more they listened to it, the more they liked it, which I realize means that like once they, they catch the punchlines and they get what I'm saying, they think it's better. But it also means that like what first listen, you didn't like it, you know, like there is something to it. So I try not to harp on it, but I'm like, just why do y'all tell me these things? I think too, a lot. I think the way people are in music nowadays too, like, I feel like every time somebody first listens to a song, I think they're listening way more to the beat than they are what's going on with the lyrics. And they're listening for a punchline, but more the modern day punchline of, you know, did he say something uh, memeable? You know, does he have a meme line that I can catch right off the bat? And if they don't hear that, then in their minds, it's not good. But then, like you said, when they actually listen, they're like, oh, shit, there's a lot of stuff in there, but you got to actually have a, a rap ear to hear it like you can't listen to it you can't listen to it with it like with the alt rock auto tune ear 
Cause that's all like very slow. And it's usually like they say one standout thing that you can kind of hang on the whole verse. But when you say a bunch of shit like that in a verse, sometimes it's, I, I just don't think people's minds can keep up with rap rap the way they used to be able to. Cause it's, it's not out there like that anymore. In my opinion, like that's how I feel like people listen to it. Right. True that. All right. Uh, who's your number four? All right. Sticking with the ladies, I guess, this is kind of my Valentine's theme list besides the first one. Uh, so going with the ladies, I'm going with a lady by the name of Paloma P A L O M A last name, rush R U S H. Uh, she is not a rapper. She is a singer. Um, but she's got first song I heard of her that I really like that. I still love every time it comes on, on any playlist I'm playing, uh, it's called battlefield. Um, but it's, you know, kind of a, not really a ballad, but a ballad, ballad-ish type, uh, you know, surviving love relationship type song. Um, and then she did a real dope ass song um, after that called Round Table that had a line about uh, smoking at the round table. And that that shit just. It, it would be hard as hell with a rap verse on it, too, but but there's no rapping in it. She's just singing. But anytime a singer can do a hard ass song, it sounds like it could or should have a rapper. That's always a dope song to me, um, but I'm I'm a fan of hers. I like her music, Paloma Rush. Yeah, I've seen her name come up. Probably, I'm sure y'all have tagged her, you know, or something. There's some reason I've seen the name, um, but yeah, I'm not familiar with the music, but I've seen the name. Maybe they'll send something to our music podcast someday. Hey, it'll be cool. You know, I'm, I'm probably gonna do a tweet where I let them know who all we talked about. So maybe that'll get them to listen. Yeah, they should Assholes. and they should send that music. <laughs> <laughs> jerks uh all right my two non-mainstream which are just friends of the podcast i'll shout out um one i'll go with who had a album come out a couple weeks ago goes by the name of omniscient art and uh he like I said, he's called in the podcast he uh had i wish i could remember the name of the I want to. I keep wanting to say it's called Copenhagen something, but I know that's not correct. I know Copenhagen is not in the, the title of his album. Um, but yeah, he has. Every this, time I hear that, I, I think of the show Weeds. Oh yeah, they oh. did some shit in Copenhagen. Yeah, oh, I love I that show. Yeah, I liked. I liked the first three seasons, and I really, really disliked the Mexico season. I really feel like it ruined it. Um, but anyway, yeah, that wasn't the best one. Yeah. That was a little off topic. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> it's called Cope, Copenhagen. Cope Aesthetic is the name of his new album. Ah, gotcha. And uh, it, I thought it was really good. I really like He has a song uh, called Wasabi Mitch on there that I thought was really good. Uh, there's a song called Blood Type that you will hear this Friday on our music podcast, which is very good. Um, nice. Uh, he's just, uh, you know, he's really trying to step up his stuff. You know, I really think he does really good. He's going to be on Internet Friends 3. And I like his stuff there. So for all those reasons, um, I will I will shout him out. He tries to give me some mixing tips because you know I'm I'm pretty much an idiot. Um, so I appreciate that. And uh, anyway, friend of the podcast, and I know he kind of rubs some people I think the wrong way online because he kind of comes across aggressive. In my opinion, I could be reading that wrong, um, but he always seems to be like arguing some point about something. But either way, he's nice to me, so I like him. Uh, everyone online argues. That's now, I've heard his stuff, um, and I think I think I've heard him. I know I've heard him on your podcast on the music spinoff, and I've heard episodes with him on it. 
Uh, and I think I I know last one he was on with you. He was saying he's trying to kind of get out of the box of I guess the style of a lot of his songs. I think he called it the angry white rapper. <laughs> he don't want to sound that way anymore. Um, and I, I got what he I got what he meant. Is it, his songs don't sound like angry white rap, but I get what he meant about the aggressive style. That maybe he doesn't want to use that aggressive style of rap anymore. Or maybe not as much. I guess that's what he was trying to say. Because the music doesn't come across as angry necessarily, but he does have that aggressive flow, I guess is what I would call it. Right. I mean, I know for, for me, and we mentioned it a lot, I think the last time you were on here, when uh, you said your wife referred to me as white mo. And so I'll keep thinking of, I need to yeah, cut the yeah. white mo thing. You know, that could be, that should be my new rap name. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That is not always my goal because there are some songs that I'm I'm definitely leaning in into my white soundingness, you know, because like I think I come across as white clearly on this podcast. Um, but when rapping, there are times where I'm like, I'm my rap voice is is raceless, you know, or whatever. That's how I feel. I don't want it to be associated with a race. <laughs> so I get it uh, with the whole idea of like, well, I'm trying to get away from this sound. Um, I totally understand it. Like. I do like a real famous rapper is Chris Webby and people fucking love him. Right. And I just listen to it and I'm like, he just sounds like, and like the angry white guy to me. I don't know. I just, and I like, I know people love this dude and he's very talented, but I just can't get over it. You know, I'm like, Nope, Nope. You know, but then like another white rapper out here, I'm like, ah, perfect. That one's good. And it's, it's a stupid thing to judge people on, but it happens. It's a it's a thing though. I think there is like what people consider a white rapper sound, which most of it to me, when people call it that, it sounds like a spinoff of the Eminem recovery album. It's like it, it all kind of has that cadence. Oh, I mean, I think there's a couple. I kind of sound to it. I not th- a not all, like not copying, but you can kind of hear the influence from right. that, whether they meant to or not. Well, there there is the like hardcore nasally Eminem sound that you'll hear reference. Like there is a certain sect of white rappers or something like that. But then there's the other one that I think more of you like the more middle aged white rapper thing. I don't know. It's it's probably too deep. And then there's like the people who again we mentioned before. Like I think, uh, God damn it, the fuck Jack Harlow. You know he has the like invite to the barbecue flow. And I think that is what you should strive for is the invite to the barbecue flow where people are like, Oh yeah, he's cool. And, um, anyway, work on it. White rappers. All right. Who's your number five. (laughs) All right. Number five, as I said, I'm gonna keep this mostly a Valentine's list. So I'm gonna go with another lady. Bear with me. I'm looking through a playlist now to see if I got a favorite here. Uh, I'm going to go back to rap. You know what? We mentioned her earlier. I'm going to go with M. Tay. Um, she's got a, she's got one song and I know I'm not gonna, I'm probably not going to remember the right one, but it's, she's singing on the hook and she's saying, I think it's called redemption. I think that's the one, but she's singing, uh, about how she sorry to her mama and just the, the way she sings it is, it's like a, almost like an innocentness to the singing part of it. Um, and then even like her rapping is, it's kind of, it's off, but not off in a way. I, I don't know a great way to describe it, but it's, it's unique for her. It's unique to her. Like it, it doesn't sound like everybody else. And I think that's what I like about it. 
like it doesn't sound like she's just being the the modern day you know female rapper they all kind of have the same content and sort of the same you know bounce and flow sometimes right like um i'm a fan uh, of her style i guess you would say um where i i kind of i hate the way you know, we just did this big diatribe about white rappers, so I'm gonna get into female rappers for my outside perspective, I guess. I hate the way it's rather <laughs> you have to be like a sex pot and like you're selling sex all the time, or you can never be sexy. You know, like you're the op, you're like, no, we're all about brains and I'm lyrical, you know, whatever. Like, there is no like in the middle, whereas in like, if me as a rapper was a female rapper i would rap about my life and then i'd rap about wanting my pussy licked or whatever i don't know i think i would do both just like i do now as a male right like <laughs> yeah i don't know i just i don't yeah, see why it shouldn't have to be super sexy or super hard like you should be able to do the spectrum you know whatever you feel you know just like like i said with with me i, I rap what i hear on the beat as it relates to something i would normally rap about like if I hear it on there, it's not like, oh, well, that's not about that. Like, I got two two ear tracks that I'm doing. Um, they got, you know, the hooks are kind of what I would call uh, druggy party vibes, or is how I would describe it. And like, that's what it, that's what I felt when I heard it. I was like, I, I got the experience to rap about it. I'm gonna do it, and that was that. Like, I didn't feel like I had to. Oh, I can only rap about this on these mo beats. No, I, I can rap about whatever I can rap about, basically. Right. Yeah, like I don't think you should uh, be creatively limited, um, because of your image. I guess maybe I don't know. Um, but I I would say all that just say I feel like MT rides a fine line of like she doesn't to me come into either one of those categories. She's just rapping because she can rap. And I really enjoy... Yeah, she just, she's doing what she can do. I, I really enjoy her calling herself Big Mama. That's like her like persona <laughs> for herself. I, I, I can't explain how much I enjoy it. She does it on the song I'm working on now because she's not big you know and so like to me that makes it better like I, I'm like it's so good and now I keep trying to reference Big Mama and I'm like could I like reference myself as like Uncle Mo because she's Big Mo like I don't so it's Big really Mama. really opening up my uh, it might be hot man my writing so um, anyway yeah I'm a fan for sure and like I briefly mentioned earlier she you know Beat Stars is like who's the up and coming producer she'll like tag me and be like hey the Mo's the best and I'm like hell yeah she's like he's one of my beats ever and she's saying this shit so she's cool and hey like I said man that's that that word of mouth and that you know coming from an artist sometimes that that makes other artists ears perk up right and it, it'll make them want to take that leap and maybe buy that beat that they weren't sure if they wanted to try to buy one or not like getting that you know that seal of approval from another artist whether they listen to that other artist or not they just might feel like oh if they're getting beats from them i need to be getting beats from them too right good point good point um all right my number five is another friend of the podcast and a guy pushing too close to the white rapper edge uh cj jones ah yes uh he also has a new album I, i like his sound yeah acoustic rapper uh he has a a new album out and 
for his own solo stuff, and I totally get this because I think I, you know, everyone tries to chase, you know, they have a sound that they think of. He does kind of lean into that acoustic, uh, you know, guitar heavy stuff, kind of what your new stuff's almost like in a way. And, um, but he does have a lot of range and he can do a lot more like real hip hop stuff. Like if you listen to his older stuff and then, like I mentioned, he, uh, sang some hook he sent to me where I'm like, man, that sounds nothing like what you normally do. Like, uh, I so saw, I'm glad to see him kind of experiment more and, uh, you know, I hope, you know, just, just glad to see what comes of it, I guess, or excited to see what comes of it. Yeah. I definitely like hearing stuff from him. Um, I checked out his, you know, last single, and I think it ended up being on the new project too. And I, I fuck with CJ Jones, and I, I like the sound. I like what he does, and I think, like you said, if he's if he brings something different, I think it'll most likely be just as good. But I'm I'm good with his, uh, you know, harmony type stuff too. Like that's a nice break from, you know, straight rap. Sometime when you can hear that acoustic and that harmony, you know, with a little bit of a flow in it too. Right. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm hoping we can get him on Internet Friends three. Uh, he'll be like a last minute ad, you know. Um, but we're really hoping we get him in there because he is the homie. Um, and also he's one of my better podcast guests. I'm trying to have him on more, kind of like I have you on, um, uh, because he used to have his own podcast. He doesn't anymore, so I know he has like some sort of desire to talk about shit. But also he's really easy to talk to for like an hour, you know, and that goes a long way for me as a podcast. I know that's not what we're rating people on here, but it kind of plays a part. Eh, it kind of is though. <laughs> like if you got somebody on, you can't talk with, then I don't think it's good for the audience or for you. It's like, all right, let's get out of here. <laughs> right. Um, so like, I know he hit me up the other day. and was like, Hey, I saw some new video of the Capitol uh, protests and stuff that was so much more violent and gruesome than I thought. So I need to make sure to correct myself. And I was like, all right, man, I'll make a note for the next time you're on. Because as you might know, like sometimes you say shit and you're like, I was so wrong. But it's like too late. You're like, well, that's oh, yeah. already recorded. And that's up there. So yeah, we're done. <laughs> like, like, oh, I did have one honorable mention. He might make my list in the future. But uh, it's an artist by the name of Tizo Touchdown. And he has this song called Strong Friend that I just think is really, really good. Um, you know. I know it's weird for people that don't battle mental illness or depression or whatever. And I'm not saying you have to, to be cool. Um, you know, it's something I, I try to be open with that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an oppressive individual, but I know a lot of people in my life that aren't that way. And it's, it's weird talking to them about it. Cause they don't get it. You know, like my wife just doesn't get it. She's like, why would anybody be like that? It's foreign. Right. And so, um, yeah. This song, um, you know, I sent it to Skinny actually as soon as I heard it. It's called Strong Friend. It's all about checking on your strong friend because, you know, hopefully they're doing good or whatever. But it's just such like a happy but sad song at the same time that I just want to shout out that one song called Strong Friend by Tizo Touchdown that I think everyone should check out. Dope. But I got him listed on there too. All right, man. Well, that is all I have. Um, Hopefully I can get some of this mix. I, I mentioned right before you called in here on this podcast that uh, I recorded three podcasts today. Also, I didn't have to oh, do shit. any tomorrow uh, on Valentine's Day because I recorded the day before Valentine's Day. So we'll see. Uh, hope I don't have to mix or anything. You know, I might, might be a minute till I get to mix in this one because I told the wife I would try my hardest not to fuck around the computer on Valentine's Day. Hey, you owe her that. So yeah. if you told you ain't gonna fuck around, don't fuck around. You work on some damn cardio. I know. I'll try. Try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, peace, man.
<laughs> All right, man. I'll let you later, man. Eight of the Mo makes beats. <laughs>